Hi, Matt. Hi, Ashley. And hello, listeners. Welcome to the AF High List. This is a podcast where we get high and we watch the 100 greatest American films of all time, as said by the 1998 AFI List, kicking it old school, doing the whole explanation. Welcome back, kids. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we have arrived at number 83. Platoon. That's my part. <laughs> Platoon. I love how you still will never... Get it on time. <laughs> get it on time. I love that I was holding an edible that we said we would take later, but as if I was just going to pop I it think, in my mouth. I think that's what distracted me. No, I do it every episode. But this time, I think that's what distracted me. You were trying me. to put that on me? Dude, oh. no, you miss it every time. Yeah, I miss it every time. I wasn't putting it on you. I was just like, drops? <laughs> Huh? Why are you holding the gun? Why are you holding the gumdrop that makes magic happen? <laughs> that would be the Revolution Muddled Berry thingies. Very good. They are good. They are good. We also took Incredibles S'mores for this episode. Incredible S'more Bar. I like those. They yeah. taste good and they're cracking right now. <laughs> That's your weed recommendation for the week. And now we're going to dive into... Another Vietnam movie. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, there's got to be such a high percentage of these movies that are war movies. There's got to be a pretty substantial uh, statistic of how many Vietnam movies there are in this list. It is just, it's it's getting outrageous <laughs> at this point. It's, it's, it's like you're so frustrated. <laughs> You can't even take it anymore. Can't even take it anymore. I'm tired of watching fucking war movies. I'm tired of watching fucking Vietnam movies. It is just like the saddest topic. Like, you know. And so when you've seen them all, you're like, all right, well, all these fuckers are going to die like immediately. Before like, why, the- what's the point of fucking falling in love with anyone? <laughs> you know, in a story, you want to like like characters and it's like, well... They're all going to come home in a body bag or tortured for the rest of their lives. Before this goddamn list, like, (laughs) I just don't, I don't watch these movies. I didn't, I'm not going to after I'm done. Like, this isn't going to do a new thing for me. Like, I'm suddenly going to be into war movies. I don't watch them and I'm not going to watch them. So it sucks when I got to watch all these. (laughs) It's a, uh, like, were you mad the whole time? There was a vibe really, the whole time where I was just kind of tired of it. I was tired of seeing kind of the same thing. Sure. So I think that So I, you couldn't separate this movie from the experience of this list. Yes. So Uh-oh. I'm going to say that right <laughs> off the top right now so you guys know where we're headed with this. I just, yeah, I cannot separate this movie on its own now it is just part of them all and i'm tired of them all so so matt's gonna hate this movie a lot and that's gonna be difficult for me to discuss because i feel like i do have some like key things like in terms of it by itself i think no i i'm i have things i can talk about with this movie i have things that i can take apart (laughs) it's not like i'm throwing away the whole thing i'm just telling you guys off the bat I was swayed <laughs> already in a direction, but I, I guess it's not, that's not my only thought on the mm-hmm. movie. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I'm so sorry. You're having an angry experience towards something. I'm just tired of it. Yeah. I'm just tired of watching these movies and they all kind of like, let's be real. They all kind of are the same. War sucks. We know. Yeah. It's here's, absolutely devastating. Here's a bunch of actors you like. Here's them being miserable for a very long time. You know, like it's kind of all of these movies. So, and you know what? I'm going to do one step further than the Vietnam movies. The war movies 
in general on this list are all like that. Yeah. They're torture to watch, and <laughs> there are lots of them. <laughs> yeah, but, like, there's mainly... There's mainly Vietnam movies, I feel like. We just had one, didn't we? I know. We Which just, one was it? just had Deer Hunter. We just did Deer Hunter. Oh, yeah. Like, and that was, I said in that episode, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. Uh, but I explained that it's the sad, potentially the saddest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. As, uh, the saddest movie I've seen on this list Ooh, by sorry. far. I like, when I pop in a movie, I go for Escapism. Escape creativity to get my creativity fired up you know like there's a totally different thing i'm seeking out in movies than watching these kind of movies and yeah you go from deer hunter which was sad and then like this one which would i would call like kind of brutal a little bit i think this one's a classic world war movie where it's just kind of about a small section of the war right and like people a multitude of people experiencing it you yeah. know, it's not really... Deer Hunter is, like, just... It's even more sad because it's it includes the war, but then it includes after the war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas this one ends, and it's, like, it's going to be after this person's experience But we don't war. see any of it. But we don't see any of that. We don't see any before, we don't see any <laughs> so, after. So, yeah, it does, it does take that, like, sad edge off of it when it's just, like, more of a classic... Uh, just to do with this moment in time but yeah like it's a pretty still i don't want to say tough watch because it's it's not it's an 80s movie it has it has pacing that kind of we're used to and stuff like that like but it is i guess unpleasant at times and also it's more just it's not even so much what you're seeing it's just when you try to tell yourself like oh like this really happened yeah specific incidents in this movie didn't necessarily happen because it's a movie but like it really happened shitty stuff happened and it's just like oh yeah cool like can't wait to watch two hours of that yeah <laughs> it's pretty punishing it's really funny you were just touching on this though but like my one of my first notes my notes are a fucking nightmare <laughs> <laughs> there's stuff being pointed everywhere it doesn't make any sense but one of my notes says like why it just poses the question on this list you have 100 greatest american films and it's like to is <laughs> i don't know what the subject i guess is is it americana films or is it just films made from america i think the criteria of this list is just films made exactly. from america so why is it then so it could be any movie made here why are so many based on something in reality like war movies are all pretty much based on an actual war that's happening <laughs> well maybe maybe i i don't have an answer to this but there could be an argument that maybe we make a lot of movies based on reality based on reality or this list just likes historical stuff Yes. I think it could go kind of either way. It is a lot of... That's what I mean. It doesn't mean that it's not influenced because you have a lot of movies like... I'll I'll give you the one... I didn't really like it, but what was it called? Um, The really wacky, weird one about war with the big room of board members. Um, What's Uh, a dude's name? Oh, Dr. Strangelove. Dr. Strangelove. That's not about a specific... Mm-hmm. war that happened mm-hmm. it is a social commentary on yes. it 
Yes. It is including a bunch of stuff. <laughs> That's fine because it's like a reflection of society. There's a lot of movies about actual things that happen. Like, or like, you know, the Vietnam War. It is like said, like, hi, we are in Vietnam. <laughs> well, we've even kind of kind of questions but i don't know if we've ever questioned it so explicitly but like why also too are we saying that the hundred movies that represent us mm-hmm. so much why are so many of them war movies and also so many movies that reflect how like sad we are and awful yeah. we are and like because i would not even like say, awful, but i mean like we are just like one that has ravaged itself like we're not good like war westerns Gun, you know, a lot of gun Guns. stuff is often what is representative so of our cinema. And I'm like, I'm, what does that fully say? And that's why I'm saying is the definition of this list like more American, like patriotism movies. But I'm like, I don't think it's is a particularly patriotic. But film. I mean, in a way, it's a commentary on like you know the government secrets and stuff and like middle america middle america so like yeah you could say that but you know what i mean like i want more whimsical shit like we talk about it all the time like terminator yeah (laughs) you know and like why is frankenstein on this list but then taken off the reimagined one and, and probably replaced by something that's not like a fictional like fun world like there's a lot of really incredible like out there movies like star wars and stuff like it's very creative and that is on this list but i just don't think there's way more real life movies than there are like imaginative ones yeah and i would like to (laughs) i would like to see and i think something i would enjoy would be like jurassic park are you kidding me (laughs) exactly a list of like not necessarily the the 100 greatest american fantasy films but the 100 greatest non-historical fiction yes um, 100 greatest American films of that. I would like to see so anything that really happened you have to take off the list and replace with something that's either science oh. fiction, fantasy, a world that's just like modern times where it's not quite it's just a story. Sci-fi. It's just a story that's not our universe but it's like it can be a normal story I don't mind but yeah like modern times it's not it's not the Vietnam War. Right. <laughs> it's so, before the Vietnam War. an old one. Anything that is historical fiction, has got to be struck from the list. Start it over with stuff that's not, and then tell me that 100 movie. Yeah. And we have seen so many, like, Vietnam movies that were made, like, kind of right after Vietnam. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of those, but then, like you said, we just watched Deer Hunter, which was 78. Yeah. And so that wasn't that long before Platoon. Platoon is the newest one about Vietnam that we have on this list. It's 1986. And that's why I don't think it was that terrible of a watch. I mean, it was an awful, like, subject matter. Um, Like, this movie is trigger warning the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Everything bad (laughs) happens in this. Yeah. It's not ideal. Yeah, like I said, like a kind of an unpleasant watch. It's rough because <laughs> it's a war movie, and yeah. it's 
you know, like in the 90s, war movies got a little bit more gruesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's the 90s. So, as we're getting there in 1986. Like... <laughs> but I will say, like, it is nice to see an 80s movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the that's the flip side. Like, I'll, I'll also take, though, that at least this was... A lot of familiar an faces 80s in movie. there. Yeah, a lot of actors that I like. And know what I'm familiar with. And like I said, it really does help that the pace is like a pace mm-hmm. that we as film watchers are kind of more familiar with. Yeah. That makes even... It's a two-hour movie, but it makes it kind of... Yeah. Move for you as a viewer. <laughs> I think for anyone who has not seen Platoon and is like, I'm not fucking watching Platoon, but I'm going to listen to these idiots talk about it. This is the tiny summation of what's happening. Charlie Sheen is new to Nam. And he's joining in the middle of it, you know, with a lot of old timers and not being like, ugh, like they're already burnt out and they're arriving at a very bad time. And we got lots of familiar faces on the crew. Willem Dafoe of Green Goblin face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would rather talk about all the people in this movie. Yeah, than the movie itself. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're all good in it because like, you know, they're... They're very specific actors. Um, and then who's the the other guy? It's almost like two leaders of the group, but the actual leader is like a psychopath, the militant guy. And then Willem Dafoe is like, hey, like we just got to get through and make the cool best that, decisions we can. Cool that shit off. Yeah. yeah. Willem Dafoe is actually kind of like, yeah, the gentle one in this movie. Which is weird to see. Against Tom Berenger of Major League and the Substitute fame. <laughs> And Tom Berenger is a nightmare in this movie. He indeed is one of my most hated villains on this list. I was like, pop this guy as soon as possible. Yeah. I want to see this guy's brains on a tree now. I think like a top, like, oh, that would be fun to do like a top villains list at the end of this. It's top like, most hated characters most of the list. Hated yes absolutely gonna write it down for myself because i would love to do that and i think everybody would love to listen to it yeah this guy is absolutely i forget what it is it started with a b barnes barnes yes barnes he's one of my most hated characters on this list and i like tom berenger as an actor so i mean i guess props to him but god do i fucking hate this he's, guy. he's a character that grates you the whole time oh you heard me i was just running my mouth at him i'm like this guy this guy sucks like you know you, you get fired up you're like oh the same as i did in giant the whole time i was just like yelling at rock hudson the same i do in so many movies where i'm like this guy and i'm like yeah that's the whole point he's the worst and i'm like yeah but i don't want to feel the worst so get rid of him <laughs> like yeah. you know you get such a emotional response again it against it and i was like damn this movie's pissing me off but like in a very effective purposeful <laughs> way it's shocking so i guess there's that yeah <laughs> at the end of the day there's that i don't like it but yeah, I gotta love watching a movie in 2020 that makes you feel hate like that. Yeah, no. 2021, I don't even know what fucking year it is. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Jesus Christ. Well, I want to like lighten the tone a little bit because I don't want uh, you to be in like rage spiral. No, forever. I'm really good. I'm good. <laughs> no, but like I lighten the tone for sure. Like, well... I mean, actually, it's hilarious I say that. And then my first note is, Nam is the only thing America has. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, 
we didn't even finish the cast list. There's so many people on this. There's Keith David. Who, oh, you were telling what it's about, too. and I, I didn't Yeah, but I was it. just doing the roll call. We got some Keith David. We got that one husband from Desperate Housewives. We've got Forrest Whitaker. We've got Johnny Je- Depp Johnny for Depp. a second. Um, Kev- Kevin Dillon. Yep. There's, there's so Dr. many. Cox. Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Yeah. John McGinley. McGinley. I saw his name and I was like, McGinley's in this? Dr. Cox. Sort of playing the same character as what he evolved into in the Belko experiment. Yes. <laughs> where he's like part of a team of the bad guys. But he's not the, the alpha, alpha male guys. But he's not the alpha within the group. He's number two to the alpha. Yeah. But who's like kind of weak yep. at the same time. Because like... He's an asshole the whole time, and then you see him just, like, break down in this, and his alpha, like, gets in his face, and he's like, everyone dies sometime and walks away, and it's like, whoa. The evil person was like, I need a moment of compassion, and then the person you serve fully was like, no. Not not a chance. There's no humanity towards you, and it's like, oh, you've maybe made some bad decisions maybe you picked on the who wrong your team. allies are. <laughs> oh go. my gosh. It's that cast, and it's basically just them through Vietnam. In like the late 60s. For like, I would maybe say like the course of a year, because that's Charlie Sheen's It's Charlie Sheen's story. He drops in and every, no one's is starting at the same time. Him and a couple people are starting at the same time. But yeah, it's his time in it. And he, he mentions that he signs up for a year. Yeah. So it's, a, it's supposed to be, but we know he's going back early because he gets injured. So maybe so it's, 10 months. <laughs> yeah. So it's over the course of some months that this is happening. And yeah, we just see sort of all the people that have come through his platoon and their different stories and the different factions that break off within them and that yeah that's how we grow to hate tom berenger's character because he's kind of the uh, shithead group and <laughs> willem dafoe is kind of like the gentle question mark leader <laughs> yeah i do love when they all get like super stoned after like a fir- like the i feel like it's the first couple grueling weeks of traveling through and charlie sheen's having a rough time and he's got ants all over his body i'm like i'm not i don't like any bugums i can't go there no thank you yeah um but yeah he's having a rough time and all of them just sit around and get super fucking high and like <laughs> willem dafoe like i love that shot of willem dafoe when he comes into frame and he walks right up to the camera and he's looking in the camera at Charlie Sheen, mm-hmm. and uh, he, they're smoking weed, and then he like points a shotgun to his face or a gun to his face, and then he like shotguns <laughs> literally uh, uh, the weed into Charlie Sheen's mouth with the rifle or whatever. With the shotgun. With the shotgun. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what it was because I, I was stoned, <laughs> or was I at that point? These days are getting crazy. Um, but I just loved that sequence because i was like how trippy and i'm like dude you gotta do what you gotta do to numb that shit yeah right whatever it takes whatever whatever it takes takes. but yeah when that happened i was like i'm desperate for this to be like i so badly want a love connection between defoe and sheen yeah there was a real they had a real thing it was just like pure it was like a bond and i was like beautiful that's beautiful like and he wanted to go back for him, and he didn't, and he knew he should have. Yeah. And then you just see fucking Defoe. I mean, spoilers, like, Defoe don't make it. Well, it's the 
it's the poster for the movie, really. It's oh, the, is it? It's the cover, like him with the arms in the air. Oh, running. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I guess, I feel like that's the most famous shot from this movie. I don't that, even know course, what the posters look like. became the poster and the box art and stuff like that. But yeah, that's one of the foes character represented in that. And he does not make it. Yeah. And He's Barnes, about halfway through the movie. Barnes kills him, dude. He like shoots him. Like, we're literally watching a character point a gun at him. We're like, he's absolutely going to do it. Defoe's going to die. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. And he did it. He shot him. Well, I mean, since we're getting into spoiler territory, I was getting worried that Charlie Sheen wasn't going to pop Barnes at the end. Yeah. And this movie was going to pull some pussy ending of like... Yeah, we can't, we're better than the bad guy, so we're not going to kill him. I'm like, you can't build up fucking two hours of me hating somebody and then have the main character be like, I'm bigger and better than that. Well, if you do that in your movie, I'm not going to like it. So (laughs) I'm glad Charlie Jean, Tom Verger was was on the ground being like, do it. And Charlie Jean popped him like two times and I was like, good. (laughs) Yeah, but it sucks because he kind of wins. Yeah. But, but he ain't alive no more. <laughs> but it don't matter. Guess who wins the game of life? The guy that's still alive. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Matt's dark this episode. Sorry. Platoon <laughs> did this to me. <laughs> yeah, it really has affected you. Um, someone that affected me greatly is ugh, Kevin Dillon, just the fucking worst. He also was just like a piece of shit who wants to hurt people who joined the, like the army and was like, I'm going to fucking kill innocent villagers and farmers and shit in vietnam like they're oh my god oh it's just like you know the rape and pillage of this community like shooting a woman just because she's yelling because she they're fucking shooting up their cattle and their livelihood and their pigs and shit and it's like what the fuck you guys are assholes yeah assholes but kevin dillon was acting like a dillon in this movie (laughs) yeah all the dillons are so infuriating they are they have faces you want to punch yes and i think that's why they are always so good as the infuriating characters and stuff dude matt (laughs) dylan in there's something about mary i'm just like there is something about matt dylan that i cannot stand that in my opinion though is like an awards caliber performance though in that movie it it's was something sensational about but i cannot stand on another it. level in that yeah. movie <laughs> it's such a weird movie and it's like all of it is questionable and awful <laughs> i i still think that that's one of my favorite movies comedies ever. Yeah. yeah something about it just gets me it cracks me up and then i just i love the movie yeah it's kind of a dark comedy a little bit but it's almost just like so broy gross that it's and not dumb. a dark comedy. it's like dumb it's straight up <laughs> dumb i love it i love it it like strikes a perfect tone for me that was a good dumb comedy with hair yeah (laughs) well it's like a dumb and dumber is just like that's the extreme dumb version of it but like truly it's set up as a movie and they're taking everything a hundred percent seriously like something about mary Uh she's out in public with the hair are you kidding me like it's hysterical i love it i love those movies i love both of those movies There's a waterfall that's erupted (laughs) in our apartment. Hello. Well, it seems that we have been graced by the presence, if you can hear it, by our neighbors showering upstairs. Let's ignore it and go back to Vietnam. Just kidding. I don't have that many notes about it. And then we can just muse about multiple things and performances and people, maybe. 
I did have a big theory okay. for this because okay. the evil villain guy, like this is almost like a Disney-esque kind of thing, like mm-hmm. the evil villain guy with like the crazy scars all over his face and his body and stuff. He's been shot seven times in Nam and still hasn't died and he's still there. Mm-hmm. Like nothing's getting this guy. Um, I was like, oh, and he's so mean to everybody. He's like, that's what death is. You don't know yeah, anything you don't about know death anything because about he's been death. shot seven times and he's a fucking asshole. And so I was like, this is a sci-fi movie about an immortal man. <laughs> 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 so jaded he can't die. Yeah. He kills and tortures everybody. He's kept alive by hate. Yes. <laughs> he's few, hate and It's power. like Frank, but he has to have hate injected yes. into his veins. He every... has to make everyone... <laughs> he's like an energy vampire, too. Yeah. Like, those kids are walking around like, oh my god, and he's like, you're gonna die. Yeah, and they're like, what the hell? walking around, like, saying that. And it's like, see how bad it is? That's what it is. Everyone yeah. you know is dead. Bye. Like, and it's just like, <laughs> fucking insane. Jesus. And then he's like, kill me. I know you saw me kill someone that didn't deserve to kill, but I'm gonna lie, and all my cronies are gonna lie for me. And I'm um, gonna get off So what are you again. gonna do? Kill me? Mm. And it's just like, wow, you are truly scum of the earth. But and what that's if he why was, I hated him. <laughs> but what if he's immortal? How hysterical. I like this theory. Yeah, I think that that would be like a really funny... Like, that, the guy that's just, yeah, fueled by hate and just, like, can't die. And he's just the worst and makes everybody else feel as shitty as he does. Yeah. It was not only nice to see all of the familiar actors mm-hmm. in here, but I, I, to the movie's credit, I did think everybody was good yes. in the movie. Oh. I, I've been, I, I love Charlie Sheen. I don't, you know, whatever about his personal life or whatever, but, like, I like his movies. I... I grew up loving the Hot Shots movies, which we talked about. He's great in spoofs. <laughs> yeah, well, he's and great. It's, Scary I, Movie 3. I of had course. to ask Matt. I was like, what is the movie where Charlie Sheen is spoofing his performance in this film we're watching right now, Platoon? Uh, uh, Hot Shots Part 2, the chicken one. Yeah, I literally was like, the chicken one? And he's like, yeah, the chicken <laughs> one. So if you don't know what that is, watch Hot. No. Hot no. Shots Part 2. Hot Shots? Two. <laughs> I was like, what is it called? Hot, Hot Shots Part 2. <laughs> Hadu, yeah, and also he spoofs something that I said really early on in this movie. I was like, oh, so it's just Martin Sheen from Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. Now, but it's his son doing, and I'm sure, I'm sure all on purpose. I'm certain that's all on purpose. Nepotism but, <laughs> Well, and also, yeah, I'm sure it was a conscious decision. It was like, oh, no, we're doing a Vietnam movie and yeah. have a sheen involved in well, it. Well, it's like so. the, they wanted to make a modern apocalypse now. Yeah, basically. And so why not get the next generation? But yeah, he also spoofs Apocalypse Now in Hot Shots Part 2, as well as Rambo and, <laughs> of course, this. He's the guy. Yeah, no, I think... <laughs> Charlie Sheen. I, I need to see some more of his earlier works, but love him in this the same year. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And what I've got to say, like when I was younger, like watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I was like, who's this strung out kid? I am in love with him. You know, like I was into his character in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And that's hysterical. Yeah. Everybody's her in that moment. Yes. She's like, like, oh my God, you're older and like you're a bad boy. Like, you know, and he's just, he's just like, being nice to her. He's and so stuff. kind of being nice. Yeah. You know, he's just like 
Flirt with, I, I guess I should say flirt with her, not being. It's so her. mild of a performance. It's hysterical. So like he's all pale, like, you know, <laughs> the hair, the hair. And, yeah. It's just so great when she's walking down that hall and she's like, yeah. it's so funny. Uh, how come that movie's not on this list? Um, I think on. that's a mistake. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Are you kidding me? One of the greatest American films, if you ask me. Yeah, that's Chicago. Come yeah, on, we're I mean, the heart of the country. <laughs> it's true. We Let really us be are. the heart. <laughs> and it's the kind of represent... The movie we've chosen as our representation. So. Dude, that movie was so iconic when I was growing up. And I, I didn't even live in Chicago. <laughs> then, I, then I'm here and you've had it your whole life. Yeah, it's been a, a part of me forever. But I mean, obviously when I saw it as a kid, I didn't even know it was in, you know, like I didn't know where it was. You know that one scene they went to Chicago because like they clearly are in the far burbs and, yeah, <laughs> with their big, big houses. It's true. It's like, oh, Wrigley Field. Okay, I know what that is. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need, probably didn't even make a connection. You a only know it because Sausage King of Chicago <laughs> is... Abe Froman. Abe Froman. <laughs> Sausage King of Chicago. It's iconic. 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 I know Abe Froman. That's not even a person in the movie. <laughs> no, it's just the But name. I know who the Sausage King of Chicago is. <laughs> There's, I like Charlie Sheen in this. Yeah. I really like... Um, Keith David and him, pretty much everybody Charlie Sheen has like a heart to heart with. I really did like Willem Dafoe. I'm going to come back to him in a second about this. But Keith David, there's like one really good scene where he's kind of, he's leaving. Mm. He's, he's done with his time, but it's after like a really awful, you know, they lost a lot of people and stuff, but he gets to go home now. And like, he just sits with Charlie Sheen. I don't remember all what he talks about, but it just is so heart to heart kind of it's like he's almost it's like the leaving camp thing it's like will you write me will you look me up like we and then they're like yeah we have to it's like no matter what happens see you on the other side like we're bonded yeah for life it was so like good and like i I just think keith david's so good he's so charming and likable it's like how could you not just fall in love with him it's like the thing is one of my favorite movies of all time and he's so good in it we just watched They Live again pretty they recently. They Live. He's so, and he's so good. good in that. Like, he's just good in everything. And so uh, I really liked his performance. It was just good. Everyone did a great job. But then, Willem Dafoe. I have been scared of Willem Dafoe in every single movie I think I've ever seen him. <laughs> he is just absolutely terrifying. And Wild at Heart, maybe. <laughs> the movie that scares me most with him in it because he has like his teeth filed down like razors and he's absolutely a monster he's dirty he's disgusting um he's like a rapist he's a yeah he's definitely gonna do something sketchy to laura dern yeah yeah and and then like we've seen so much of kind of i I don't want to say like not so much like the nicholas cage way but like meme willem dafoe yes where not the meme. smile from Spider-Man. Right. Meme. <laughs> not mean. Meme Willem Dafoe, which is often categorized as mean <laughs> with an N. Um, 
so we're so used to seeing scary Willem yes. Dafoe, which is just villainous mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe, which is Spider Man and Wild at Heart and pretty much everything in between. Those, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty even. Yeah, it's Streets of Fire in '84, so two years before this, he's a pretty scary guy. And that, like, we're just uh, we're used to seeing Willem Dafoe scary. So when he does play like nice characters like this movie and Clear and Present Danger, which is the best, <laughs> <laughs> he's great. I think um, when I saw him in John Wick. Mm-hmm. He's in John Wick, and he is—he's like a good guy. Like you know, he's a past assassin, I think too. But he's like you know, I'm old, I'm not in it, right? He's in it. Mm-hmm. I think so, isn't it? I think so too. But I remember seeing him, and if it's not John Wick, it's something else. I remember him, seeing him and being like, I'm only used to thinking yeah, of you as a bad person. I'm like, are you going to hurt John Wick? Are you going <laughs> to turn on him? It's like, no, he's an ally. And I was like. It was hard for me to, like, trust him. But that was, like, the first time I saw him in, like, a good position. <laughs> so role. this one, I was, like, he's, like, the hero. The, like, lost hero. Mm-hmm. Because he, like, stuck to, like, his morals and shit. And he challenged authority when it crossed the line. When it brutally murdered and destroyed innocent lives. Like he tested it and i'm like wow willem dafoe so it's like i'm glad i have some better images of him because like for a long time i was like he's just a scary guy <laughs> he's so scary yeah i i also had always sort of had him typecast in my brain as yes. scary guys so i do appreciate even though I grew up with Clear and Present Danger, I fucking, I love him. <laughs> um, I, that's the only one. I mean, Spider-Man I saw 75 times when it came out, you know? Yeah. So, so he was a villain. He was a villain to me. He's the thing that, and it's like sad because, well, it's good because he's like not, he's the businessman at first and then he's the villain. Yeah. So it's like. Also an awards level performance that we don't talk about enough. Uh, Willem Dafoe and Spider-Man. Are you kidding me? That laugh. Yeah, it's iconic. His whittle outfit. Oh my gosh. Can we go back and watch it and just look at his whittle outfit? I love that Green Goblin. Yeah, the I mask love it. and everything. It's fantastic. It's what, fu- I hated remember it. Remember when superhero movies were, were like fun. exciting? <laughs> oh my gosh, the Green Goblin is in the Spider-Man movie. You got so excited. Like, come on, Toby, get him. Uh, I... I Coming off of, like, I wasn't a comic book guy, but I love the cartoon of Spider-Man. <laughs> and I was, like, furious. I thought, how dare they put him in a suit? Because usually <laughs> Green Goblin's like, like dude, yeah. he's all fucked up or whatever. They kind of did it with the Dane DeHaan uh, Spider-Man one, but that movie sucked, so it doesn't matter. But like, I don't even remember <laughs> that plot. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, they're putting him in a suit. It's like how Power Rangers or whatever. And that was kind of, like, the thought before no, the movie came out. Came but then his performance is so good. It's like, oh, shit, no, this is awesome, too, and iconic in its own way. Yeah. It, <laughs> I think it's so successful. Like, so just Willem Dafoe, I would say that the MVP in my book, every movie we should give an MVP award. We're almost done with this list, so let's add a gimmick now. <laughs> an MVP of this movie. I'm giving my MVP award to Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I think he was... I think that's warranted. I think he is a very... Top top bill. Very likable, very good in this movie, and yeah, just a good actor. Tragic death, oh. you know, and that always... It's I, the big moment That always makes movie. your character kind of like leg- mythic, legendary, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, good for him. I And, you know, even the little people... Bit parts like mm-hmm. the Tony Todd was really good. Oh, Tony Todd! I was I was really excited to see Johnny Depp in there, mm-hmm. and um, was, a baby one. 
Yeah, I think they're thinking there's another actor too. Oh, even like John McGinley and stuff like that. Like it was just yeah. cool to see them young. So even though they didn't have as big of parts or whatever, I thought everybody did like a really good job. I think it was a true ensemble. We got like little bits of everybody. Oh, and then unfortunately sometimes we did get little, little bits, bits of people too. <laughs> because they would bow up. That's really sad <laughs> moment, but that is the movie. <laughs> My bad, my there, bad. There are some people bits in this movie. Oh, it was so sad. Dude, there was some really gory scenes and I was like, ooh. You know, I was even going to say though, I didn't, I thought it actually would be gorier. Considering Same. it was 1986, mm-hmm. like I just thought. I thought Deer Hunter was gorier. Yeah, and like this is Oliver Stone and I'm familiar with like 90s Oliver Stone's like natural born killers and stuff like that. So I thought it was going to be like a gore fest. But it really, it is gory when it's yeah. gory. But it isn't like over the top i guess no i think deer hunter is way more like graphic yeah every like headshot like in all those russian roulette scenes and stuff you there's blood spray kind of everywhere long time. there's only like very specific like calculated times there's blood in this because like, we don't even see kevin dylan he beats like a guy's head in or whatever with the butt of his gun we don't see it you see no, some blood splatter it's awful oh yeah i'm not saying it's like that whole sequence is like really awful to watch it's like it's the it's the piece of Vietnam that everyone knows that is so gruesome, and it's like this is worthless. Like nothing good is happening from this war. Like nothing. Like well, and it was just like yeah. I mean, you got the guys that are supposed to be the quote unquote good guys that are coming into town and killing in and villagers, who, families, who just and like. like who are just trying, yeah, trying to make money on their farm or whatever, and just like they holding hate. a gun to a child's head. They don't like the military either, and it's like, yeah, but they're still getting fucked up by these. That Americans. woman is just freaking out because she's like, "Why are you coming in here and shooting our pigs?" And like, you know, we're farmers. You're like literally taking away our way of life, and then the evil guy just shoots her. Yeah, so it's like. The unhinged nature of their situation is clouding their, like, humanity and judgment on everything. And it's like, this is not going to work. This is awful. So it is another, like, kind of mirror up to we are the monsters kind Mm -hmm. of movie again. And he says it at the end. He goes, we weren't fighting them. We were fighting ourselves. Yeah, it's all in us. The evil's in us or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, that is the message of, I think, Vietnam. Like, every movie's like... It was brutal, fucked up shit happened, and... Uh, we don't, like, we're not better for it. Yeah, like, it's icky. You know how, like, people... Before then, I feel like war was glorified in a way where it was like, yes, now let's celebrate. Vietnam just changed shit, man. Like, the vibe was different, and, like, since then, I just don't think joy ever fully <laughs> returned. Yeah, I feel like it, Vietnam really shifted things into like the world we were kind of born into, which was, you know, 20 years later or whatever yeah. after it was over, but like it did. It was a it was a a vibe change that lasted. Yeah. Well, and it ripped after. so much that like every decade we have multiple Vietnam movies. It's like Yeah. every decade is like we seriously cannot believe that this happened at this scale and like how terrible well we we had the line in the movie too where it was i don't i couldn't even paraphrase it but it's basically <laughs> even if i tried yeah, even if i tried <laughs> but like the basic idea of it was like we always whenever we go to war we always come and we always kick ass and now we're here and we're losing you know like well and, he's like i think it's about time we get our ass kicked yeah is what Willem defoe says and it's 
I think it's representative of kind of like what Vietnam was. It was just yeah. like a, it's a bad time all around. It is also that thing, too, because it's like back at home, everybody thinks that like, yeah, America's kicking ass. You know, like that's also the big... Because that's what is reflected more in Deer Hunter. We get that post thing. We get the reintegration um, of soldiers coming home and stuff. And like, (laughs) when right before that paraphrase quote or whatever happens, Willem Dafoe's like, yeah, we're we're not winning this. And the one guy was like, us? As if like, what do you mean? Like, not us. We're America. Like, we're the US. Like, we always win. And it's like... (laughs) Welcome to the reality. Yeah. it It's not like the glamour <laughs> that they're putting over. Because, yeah, when they all show up, they're like, oh, my God. At the end of that movie, that kid, Francis, he's, like, new. And the worst part of the movie happens where they're, like, surrounded. Yeah, they're like, might as well just keep firing because there's no way out. And he survives. And it's a very brief moment where he takes a knife and he just shoves it into his leg. And he's like, going home. I'm out. I'm going home. And he's so happy. Yeah, he's so like, happy to be going And home. I literally am like, good for good call. you, dude. Get out of there. Like, you survived a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Like, ugh. War movies. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you them? gonna do? What are you gonna do with them? <laughs> <laughs> Always a party. <laughs> Ring a ding ding. We are getting very repetitive. We had to watch a bunch of Chaplin movies, and we had to watch a bunch of Vietnam movies. So it's like, sorry. If- here's the same thoughts. <laughs> here's the same kind of movie. Here's the same thoughts. Here's the same character, but it's Donald Sutherland this time, or some <laughs> shit. You know, like. It is what it is, baby. (laughs) Baby, it is what it is. I think we should just go ahead and rate this movie because I don't want to, I don't want to just ramble on about how sad and blow-uppy it is. Yeah. (laughs) So do you have a rating for this movie? Did the conversation help you at all? Have you arrived at a conclusion? So I I said it before we started recording, I was like, depending on how we talk about this movie, it's going to affect how I rate this movie. Mm -hmm. Well, since you raged the whole time, I'm assuming you're giving it a one. (laughs) No, I, but the rating I had in my head kind of before we started talking, I'm sticking with, which doesn't usually happen. Usually I get swayed while we're talking to go one way or another, Mm -hmm. but I'm actually going to keep the rating that I had like when the movie was over. For me, I just got to give this uh, two and a half hairs out of five Two and a half? (laughs) Two and a half. Really? It's an effective movie that's doing what it's trying to do, and the actors are good, and it's a breezy kind of 80s movie, but I'm sick of these movies. And maybe the rating is affected just by the fact that I've had so many of these already. It's 100% affected. And that's kind of an unfair shake that Platoon's going to get, but Mm -hmm. so are any more that are going to come my way. So just so you know, grading on a curve now at this point. (laughs) Two and a half out of five. It's effective. It does a thing. I don't ever want to fucking see it again. Not my thing. <laughs> and then you're like, good night. And then you just leave and I finish up the podcast. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> well, for a war movie, I'm giving it like way like more positive notes. Um, I was going to say a 3.5 shotguns of weed <laughs> out of five because you know what? I watched it. It was really quick. Like it was over two hours long and. I was fine, and it was a bunch of people that did a really good job, so I was like, you know what? It was fine. You got a little more out of it. Yeah, even too for me, like, story-wise, like, we don't even kind of get to the Tom Berenger hatred of him until maybe, like, 
45 minutes into the movie for the first 45 minutes we're just kind of exploring mm-hmm. them that's not my favorite storytelling kind of technique either so it's not just the curve i'm grading on it's also like and that's there an intentional thing because they did it chronological order yeah but the the Fun kind fact. of the overall <laughs> picture they're painting me still wasn't fully like kind of my taste either so a curve aside it's still i i like a little bit more i guess story which this had which this had it did but i i like uh, a little more i guess structure to it and there was a lot of just sort of playing around in the world which i like some world building as well for film or whatever but just the way it was parsed out also really wasn't sure for me i saw plenty of story and i thought they built the world okay at the same time so yeah 2.5 and a 3.5 and hopefully we have a little rest from vietnam movies because i'm sure they're gonna sneak one more in there or something before the end somehow we ain't done we ain't done it'll never be done i am absolutely ready to move on then to number 84 which is Fargo. Fargo! <laughs> I can't wait to go into the 90s again. Last time we were in the 90s, I believe we were with Forrest Gump, and we just ran our games all about that. I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about Ran our Fargo. games? Were we running around the room? Games or legs, Ashley? I, was, I meant gums. Running of gums. Running in legs and gums and gams. Like, it's it's all it's all semantics. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, number 84, we're finally, we're, we're already at that middle point, and I'm curious if we're going to be on 86 for 400 years. I think so. <laughs> Excellent. Can't wait to get there. But yes, Fargo, obviously, um, we're a little bit in a more familiar and whimsical territory. A little bit more of the kind of movies that I would seek out on my own if I wasn't doing for Absolutely. <laughs> As opposed to these kind of war-type films. Well, even though it was a sad movie to cover this week, thanks so much for listening, guys. If you want to follow us on the Instagram, you can at AFHILIST. That's A-F-H-I-G-H-L-I-S-T. Send emails to us. I don't know. Something good? Like something happy? Send us some joy. Send us some joy. Like the old school days. Please send us a bit of joy to AFHILIST. Highlist at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating, review, subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're on Thursdays. Do you have anything else to say to the people, Matt? I do not. Well, until next time, we've been high.